everybody, but we're also on tape. We are deep down in the bowels of Lee's music. Episode 126 of Kamloops last week. Christopher Folds, Magic Mike, back from Nam and Bill. Damn. 26, 126? 126. When I grew up in Abbotsford, in the middle of Abbotsford, back in Abbey, we, I lived in a Bevan Garden, so 100 and, uh, one, a 32-unit horseshoe. You used to deliver papers. You'd write the news and deliver it to them. Horseshoe-shaped townhouse. We lived in 110. Yep. And right across from us, just to the left, was 126, and that's where the twins lived, David and Dennis Hart. They were the twins. They were identical twins, and um, they played baseball with us all the time. We played street hockey all the time. They're a few years younger, and you can only tell them apart because David, one time, they always get, they're always like out there running and cutting themselves and getting concussions and everything. And he had this scar right here. The, the hearts they yeah, were. The yeah, heart the heart foundation. heart foundation. That's right. Yeah, and their dad was Jim. Mom Jim the Anvil. Jim the Anvil Hart, yeah. <laughs> Mom was Georgina, and she sadly died of a, of a brain tumor, and then the family kind of went sideways after that. But uh, David, um, he died in a, in, a, in a truck crash. And, um, oh, no. And son, uh, Dennis, still alive, and that older sister named Susan. But I just remember that yesterday, that 126. Well, I think you've done this before with yeah. another. Do you remember all the different addresses of your neighbors? Yes. <laughs> because yeah. you've done this before. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I remember in, in 46, it was... 107, <laughs> David Holm, 118, the Schmoo, 119... <laughs> The, uh, the Shirazis from uh, Iran. Baha'i. I remember you, you yeah, talked the about Shirazis. the Shirazis. I wrote a short story about them. They lived in one, uh, 119. I'm and, learning uh, about yes. the, the, well, Shiraz, Shiraz, Shiraz. I told you that, but your, your new girl there, I asked, are they Baha'i? Because in the Baha'i faith, all the kids were the Shahed, Sharam, Shamez. They're all Shah something because they like the Shah. No, I'm talking about Shiraz, the Shiraz Shirazi, wine. Yeah, Shiraz wine, that's, yeah. That's, that's where... They were called the Shirazis. I don't know what you're going on about. No, there, but their, their first names were all, na- all, all in, in honor of the Shah, the Shah of Iran, yeah. who got... Turfed in '79 by Ayatollah, and that's why all the Baha'i. Yeah, but her her name actually she has these prefixes and suffixes on yes. her name, but they're Islamic, and, yes. and and they were they were just forced on her. Yes, and she would I mean rather I guess not have them. But her family has a Shah in there. No, it's Shah something. No. Yes, it is. No. Yes, it is. One of them is a Shah something. Oh, oh one of them has the. Yes. Oh, yeah, I think it might be the. Yeah, the, one of them, the mum. See, I know more about your girlfriend's <laughs> no. family than you do. For <laughs> you just remember every single little detail somehow. Mm. Oh, yeah, I'll be in trouble now for that. Yes. Okay, safe and sound. Back from his big trip, and it sounds like you had a hell of a trip. Uh, it was an amazing trip. It was our best NAM show, which stands for National Association of Music Merchants. Well, I thought he went to Vietnam. <laughs> it, it is the... Sh- the war ended 30 years ago. Agent it's Orange. a show where dreams are made or crushed. And uh, with our new distributor, which is PV Electronics, uh, we were in their booth this year. We brought down a couple video walls to, to make their booth look really cool and interesting. Um, and uh, we were a good partner, and they were an excellent partner, and we had our best show ever. Excellent. Sold the most amount of guitars we've ever sold, uh, got the most amount of dealers. These are all new dealers, new business. Um, and PV basically just said, hey, this is our logistics and our network. Uh, come and be part of what we're doing and uh, really are, are paving the way and helping us worldwide sell our guitars because they really believe in what we're doing and it helps them. Growth. One second. Are we recording? Yep. So do you go on the floor and just start mingling, Magic Mike mingling and selling guitars or how do you actually do it? Yeah, so usually how it starts, new startups start in the basement, uh, which is Hall E, the Hall of Tears. <laughs> and uh, I started down there and either you're... You're made for trade shows, like I think I was. Oh yeah. Or your your dreams are crushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first year in 2013, we had 
eight guitars on display and they were all out of our booth the entire time and we had like Fender wanting to to license our idea you know all these different companies wanting to do things with us um, and we ended up getting a distribution deal for Europe and uh, North America from that show and then uh, we moved up to so the next gonna, floor. Are you going to now build a tower on your sicky headquarters? <laughs> Maybe. So so we were on the main floor and I, I've been there for 10 years. This year, PV they get a, a booth upstairs. They have a whole room to themselves, which is a lot quieter because you don't have somebody playing drums or bagpipes across from you. And uh, we were in their booth. So guys like... Um, when I was a kid in the family music store, we had a poster cutout, it's upstairs, uh, of Adrian Vandenberg, blonde hair, long, holding a guitar, looking up somewhere, yeah. and leather pants and, and this pink guitar. So I got a pink guitar in the 80s. Well, I was Raspberry Pearl. And uh, they just re-released that guitar that they did in the 80s with Adrian Vandenberg. And he was hanging out in the booth, oh, cool. playing all my guitars, loving what we're doing, and we we formed a friendship. That's so cool, is he? Yeah. Is he? A, I don't even know who that is. White Snake, one okay. of the one of the monsters of rock. Okay, you David know Coverdale, who's with him in the band, and uh, yeah. oh, he, he's he's amazing. Uh, and uh, and so being in PV space obviously gave us a lot of validation, but brought in a ton of um, of players to see what they're up to. And see what we were doing. So yeah, it was a great trip. trip. And the pre-trip, you bolted up there and you went to Universal. Uh, yeah. So my um, my co-pilot is my doppelganger, second-generation music store owner down in Penticton, Matt Rands. Oh. And um, Matt, he's blonde, long hair, same body built. We'd lift the same stuff into trucks. <laughs> um, it, it's 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 crazy, uh, and so many parallels in our lives. Is he into furries as well, or? Uh, I yes, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Time. That's where we met. Um, he he says to me, he says, you know, instead of getting a hotel in, in Medford or in um, whatever that other town is, just above California, Klamath Falls. Sure, uh, he says. Uh, he says, why don't we just go spell each other off? Because by the time we get to L.A., it'll be nine a.m. in the morning, and we can go to Universal Studios. So that's what we did. It was raining, which wasn't a big deal because it was still warm and nice. And there was no lineups. And we went on every ride until I couldn't go on any more rides because it turns out I don't love roller coasters as much as he does. Oh, yeah. It's Are you fantastic. a roller coaster guy? I, I went on my first roller coaster ever about 2007 in Disneyland, and I just became addicted to them. I'm surprised you didn't go <laughs> to the Playland growing up. No. Be, being from Abbey, you never scooted down and went to the log ride or did the coaster. Yeah, sometimes and we hitchhiked out there. We got stuck in Aldergrove. <laughs> oh, yeah, at the Aldergrove Inn? Yeah, Alder Inn. Uh, have, have you, um, there was one ride that we were on, and it was kind of like the Pirates of the Caribbean, which I know is Disneyland, but mm. it was kind of like their version of it. Mm. And you just float in, and you do all this kind of nice stuff. And th there was me, Matt, and a family. And I had to apologize to the family afterwards. Because you get up to this little video, and then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, like a, a Tesla taking off, or, or you know what? Like one of those new electric uh, Volkswagens. Oh, yes. It just goes straight back. And I remember going... Like fudge, <laughs> and uh, I wasn't expecting it. And they took a picture of us at that moment, and I had to apologize. I said that's not a word that we use very <laughs> often. <laughs> that's great. Oh, okay. Glad you had a good trip, and we have a good show today. We have a great show today. We have two city councilors coming on. We have Mike O'Reilly and Katie Newstater. Mike's the chair of the Build Camloops Select Committee. Yep. This is the Build Camloops show. Yep. We're going to talk about learn from them what we can about the potential future of the facility situation in our city. 
Awesome. Where are we at? Do you know where we are at? Like what stage we're at with this? No, not really. I think what we're at is they're, um, they're talking about uh, design, a new design, and um, uh, what do they call it? A design of, the, of, of, of a proposed performing arts centre. We had one in 2015, a, a referendum that was defeated by the voters. Had a second referendum in 2020 that was defeated by the pandemic. So now they're, they want to go to another referendum. I don't know how, we'll find out how, referendum or just approve it. Yeah. Uh, they want to build another pack as part of a multi-facility plan, multi-year plan called Build Kamloops. Because nothing's been built in this city since, I think, the turn of the century, 2000 or yeah. so. Yeah. So we've, we're growing. We're third fastest growing city in Canada. Going to um, be 120,000 by 2035. Yeah, maybe even, maybe even maybe more. Maybe more because all wow. those projections, we, we've surpassed all of them in the last 10 years. So... So we need we need we need more ice rinks. We need a, a better curling rink. We need um, a, a new a new RCMP detachment. They say we might need a new city hall. It's cramped. I don't know. But the biggest the number one priority on the list, uh, based on all the meetings with the public, is a performing arts center, and that's what the two councillors are here to talk to about. Ask we'll ask them where are we at? What's the cost? Is now 120? But how much are you going to be asking to borrow if you do it? Because total cost is not necessarily equal what the taxpayers have to pay. They have grants, they have reserves. So we'll find out more. Yeah, I saw the little snazzy little Joy Factory video they put yeah. together and they just put it on their website. I think recently cause Katie mm -hmm. just put it on her Instagram account and yeah. they, they hit on all those points. And if we're already behind and unable to handle, um, we're over capacity with, with swimming lessons. We don't, yeah. don't have enough ice sheets. We don't have go, go down the list. What's that going to be like in in twenty years if we don't do anything now? That's and then every day you wait, it gets more expensive. Yeah, more expensive. Oh, more it's more already expensive. like almost doubled in cost. Had this had 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 the had the electorate approved in two thousand fifteen, the the then you know the pack then at the corner of Fourth and Seymour, it would be up and running right now. Um, it might have been re recouping its cost. And we could have been talking about every other things like a new pool, uh, extra pool, and extra ice rink, and that thing would have been built, and. Um, would have been the debt would have been well probably seven years into paying it off so um we actually lost a lot of uh space conference and mm -hmm. event space mm -hmm. um since since the last 20 years too yeah, so we're right. growing at a crazy rate yeah. and we're losing space yeah, yeah. not just the pack we need we need convention space too absolutely right? yeah, yeah. Absolutely. well they, they list off the camel center of the arts five facilities to explore aquatic center multi-sheet ice complex indoor soccer dome and a curling facility plus a senior center slash community space in conjunction with one of those. Yeah. We need all those things. So it's, are we going to be able to, like, what are we voting on now? Like, what are we, how many of these can we do? Well, that's, that's what the question is. And do you go to referendum or you just, the council just approve it and wait for a counter petition, which would yeah. require people. That's what I think they should do because then you get two shots at it, not one. But we could talk about that. And then parking. Parking. Parking's a major deal, too. Yeah. Well, the first one in 2015 included a 350, 370 stall parkade underneath. And that was um, a $70 million thing. The last referendum, which we never got to because of the pandemic, was a $90 million with no parkade. So that's a huge thing. A parkade is extremely expensive. The, the city figured it out. Because uh, when I was going to build and, and do some stuff downtown, um, they've actually created virtual parking spaces that cost $20,000 each. So they've got virtual <laughs> parking spaces. Virtual spots for twenty grand. Well, that, that reminds me, though, of the weekend. Because we, we joined you. You did. We joined. We joined you. What a weekend we had. We we wanted to save this to tell the people, but you want to lead the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, first off, it was it was difficult to get across the border together. 
you know, it was uh, it was fine for Chris, but Marty, you had that baggage that you were trying to deal with. But yeah, uh, but you know how we got past that though. The yeah, border we guards? smuggled you in a road case in the back. Yes, but also you guys brought about seventy eight McRibs and you gave it to the border guard. You said, "Look, here, it's better than cash." McRibs, <laughs> better than cash. Yeah. Did you know the McRibs back? It's back, yes. Yeah, and it's exciting because uh, it, it's only for a certain period of time every year, and mm-hmm. I look forward to it every year. Do you, if you could bring back either the Arch Deluxe or the Big Extra, which would you bring back? Oh, definitely, for sure, 100%, the McMike. <laughs> You're never going to get over the McMike. No. I want the McLean back. That was the best. When we were going through the, going through the uh, border, and he was just confused again, wasn't mm-hmm. he? You know what he was he was buffaloed by because we were in a beautiful Volkswagen uh, SUVW, and uh, he couldn't understand again the low rates. Well, I, I we crossed and it was like four point nine percent, but that's also the parallel forty ninth parallel. So I couldn't quite figure out whether or not we were in, in Kamloops getting the good deal or crossing it's, the border, and I just uh, got really it was flummoxed. dizzying. And really then he flummoxed. also to to add insult to injury, we told him that you know you can go to Volkswagen out there, Valley Drive on the frontage. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily have to get a Volkswagen. They have other brands of vehicles. Yeah, I couldn't understand that either. That just do you see still doesn't get no, it. I don't get it. No, he's flummoxed. I'm flummoxed. And did you know there's a parts and service department out there? <clears throat> the technicians are factory trained. Very good. Yeah, if you even have an old Volkswagen, you can get parts for uh, for that as well. Do they make the? They don't make the Beetle anymore, do they? Somewhere in the world, I well, think I they're Mexico still they making Beetles somewhere. Ago, yeah. How big is your mattress at home? Queen. Queen. Mm. You missed out. You missed did, out. Did, because you your, did you get your king in? The king is in. The king is in. But the red tag sale is on right now. And we actually strapped one of these onto our Volkswagen and took it across the border. So that's another reason why they were a little bit confused at yeah. the border. And it was McRib Are you guys planning over. on staying? No. <laughs> no yeah. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, the red tag sale is on right now. You've missed your opportunity. $7.99 for a Sealy Maple Leaf Euro Top Queen mattress. No interest, no payments for 12 months. Well, maybe we'll upgrade. There you go. Yes. I was always thinking two king-size beds put together. A wrestling ring. I saw a house for sale like that, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's a good idea. Yeah, I could have a big Royal Rumble on there. Did it, uh, did it fit in your room? How much room do you got? You got a king in your, in your room, right, in your condo. So how, how, how much room do you got left over? Yeah, not too much. <laughs> Is it against the wall? No, no. It was a bit of a hassle, too. Like <laughs> Bedside tables are so overrated. I, I, yeah, well, actually, we have to get new bedside tables. But, no, there's enough room in there. Is there? My, yeah, actually, my, my carpet was cleaned for the first time in about 10 years, too. My <laughs> girlfriend went and we went and got the rug doctor. Oh, the, the wet thing. We yeah. went and rented one from Save On, yeah. like 80 bucks or something. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, great weekend we had. Mm-hmm. Let's bring in now two Camelot City Councillors, Michael Riley and Katie Newstater. It's Above the Folds. It's brought to you by McDonald's. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm always good. Always good. I got a question for you. Oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. Is the Mc, is, is the McRib back? Yes, of course. <laughs> no way. I am. Oh my goodness. How... But it's uh we're serving that eleven o'clock. Oh I can't get seventy eight McRibs oh, right now? You come back. <laughs> oh I'll come back at eleven and get seventy eight yeah. McRibs. Okay. Do you like the McRib? Yeah, you should try that. Okay, what's your favorite part about it? Uh the sauce. The sauce, oh my goodness, so good, so good. Okay, I'd like to make an announcement, please. I would like to order two medium coffee, both of them with two cream, and one of them decaf. Okay. Would you like napkin for this? No, thank you. Okay. 
Anything else for you? Just want to say you have good energy this morning. Great energy. Oh, yeah. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. This is so awkward. <laughs> From this point forward, you can't talk unless you actually mime his movements while you're talking. Let's just cover the guests. Let's just cover the. I don't know what you covered either. Can he sit? Can he go like in the Volkswagen? That way more. This is fine, right? Just move a little toward Mike. No, we didn't go. No, you, 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 Marty, you. Which Mike? Like microphone, Mike the guy. Mike O'Reilly, Kata Newstater. Hey. Thank you for being here today. Thanks for having us. Happy to be here. Let's talk to you first. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here for sure. <laughs> New edition. Yeah, just uh, still sort of in the trenches of uh, baby being 11 days old, so not a lot of sleep at night, but, um, you know, we're finding our way as a new family of four. Can you give us some details on the new edition, boy, girl? Yeah, baby girl. Yeah, it's, uh, six pounds, so just just a little thing, and uh, Big Brother's extremely happy to uh, have a sister. Yeah. So it's uh, it's really exciting. What do you remember about that time of life? Oh, I remember, like, my kids are 25 and 22, but I remember... That those days, it's fantastic. It's like the golden years up until they're six, and then. Yeah. But uh, it's <laughs> that's the, when you write them off. It's, but... the, it's the brain fog. It's uh, you know it's, our second our boy had colic for like eighteen months, oh, so right. it was like it was you come home, hand the baby over, and then the mom eats, and then hands the baby back, and you're up all night. I remember every single late night episode of Letterman because you're walking the baby. The colic, Survival. The colic would be absolute. But beyond the colic, it's just so busy. Like one kid is one kid, but having two kids is like having ten kids. Well, speaking of brain fog, this is this is the first real thing I've done for yeah. council since, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. we'll see what I have to say, and I'll watch the tape back to see what I said. That's why we're doing the buddy system. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Katie, let's start with you. Um, sure. Build Kamloops. Mm -hmm. What stage are we at right now? Well, I feel like we're actually getting the wheels on the ground now. There are things happening. It was a concept idea for a long time. It was what's going to be in the plan, what will that look like, let's build a committee. Um, but we're past scratch now and actually looking at real things happening. So that's incredibly exciting for us to be moving forward. Well, Mike, anything to add there? Yeah, I think, you know, for the working groups that we had going, uh, you know, people saying, well, can we get going? Can we get going? Mm -hmm. It was setting that foundation and, you know, the stuff that seems a little bit boring, maybe the terms of reference and, and how the, the groups are going to work, but they're so important. And now those are in place and now the groups are going to be off to the races, uh, getting more and more direction from the actual yeah. committee itself. Well, and we recognize we have to do it right. This is significant. This will change the future of Kamloops. We've got to do it right. So laying that foundation was incredibly important. So why don't we just explain, if someone's tuning in and never heard of what Bill Kamloops is, yeah. how about you explain it in layman's terms? Go ahead, Jerry, you start. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Uh, so Bill Kamloops, we were put in place to look at implementing uh, uh, items from the Recreational Master Plan. Uh, the Recreational Master Plan wasn't something that this council just came up with or the previous council came up with. Uh, this was done with consultation uh, uh, just over two years with thousands of people uh, from the community, uh, 50 different user groups uh, to find out what we actually needed for recreational facilities in Kamloops. Uh, so fast forward now, uh, it's in the uh, this council's strategic plan um, is to essentially build facilities. And mm -hmm. so we put forward a committee, a Build Kamloops committee, mm -hmm. um, to look at what facilities uh, are going to be built. And we have now working groups that will feed up. And so every councillor is involved, whether it's on a working group uh, or on the committee itself. Uh, committee gives direction to the working group and working group 
feeds back up. Uh, the priorities that we gave to the working group looking at facilities and, and uh, in order uh, were the Performing Arts Centre, mm -hmm. uh, Sheets of Ice, yeah. uh, new curling facility, uh, Senior Centre, and lastly but certainly not least uh, is a pool and specifically for a recreational pool or leisure water uh, on the North Shore. On the North Shore, right, yeah. right. Well, and I'll add to that, uh, behind all of that is that Kamloops needs a vision. We are growing. We are the third fastest growing city in the country and we can't let that growth happen by accident or it will overrun us. We needed a vision for the future of Kamloops to meet the needs of the people and to grow intentionally in the way that we want to. So bringing as many minds to the table as possible to work that through and build a long-term vision is where we needed to start. And as a new councillor, I think, and this was probably naive of me, but I thought, surely there's something in the background. There's some kind of plan. We know we'll need more pools. We know we need more ice. We need, and there wasn't. So it truly is starting from scratch and saying, let's look long-term, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, what facilities will we need to serve our population? Because this isn't about us and now, this is about the future. The fact that, you know, we're talking about kids, mine are 16, 17, and 19. I want them to be able to live in Kamloops and mm -hmm. grow their families in Kamloops if that's what they choose to do. But we have to make sure that it's a Kamloops that families will stay in, that doctors will come to, all of those things. We need a vision and this is it. You were on your high horse a little bit last week demanding um, numbers seven million dollars what is this seven well, million dollars yeah. well and I, I, it wasn't just me I, I was no. echoing yes. the, the, <laughs> the masses the, the people the people of, who are asking me ask this question okay so we had a referendum 15 that fit, that died mm -hmm. we, had, we were gonna have referendum 20 the pandemic took it but that referendum it had a design it had a it had the schematic I think the uh, station architects or, or yeah. they mm -hmm. did it so why the question I was asked and, and I'm asking is if we already had a design why not just copy that design yeah, so what we have, and, and we have the design still, what we have is Class D cost estimates. We want to take it to a class A and what that will allow us to do is start going after the grants and everybody mm -hmm. talks about oh well we want grants and we got you know a shovel ready project. Mm -hmm. We need to have a shovel ready project. Right. We aren't there yet. Mm -hmm. We have a concept that uh, Ron Fawcett has spent a lot of money and time and when I talk about time we're talking about one and a half to two years worth of time he's yeah. put into this uh, but it isn't just Ron's vision. It's the cultural community that mm -hmm. helped Ron build this. Mm -hmm. He's just the piece that's putting the money behind it to do this. Um, but uh, again, we want a shovel-ready project so we can leverage that going into a provincial and a federal election when grants are going to be given out. And if you don't have a shovel-ready project, you're not going to get the grant money. So what is the $7 million? How, how is it spent? Break it down for us here. Because yeah. a lot of people are saying $7 million just to design it. Never mind. That seems, seems to the layman like a lot of money, considering a lot has already been done. Years yeah, ago. again, if, if we look for people that are in development, we go from a class D, yeah. uh, which, which are rough ideas, to a class A. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that gets down to actual construction level design drawings. Mm -hmm. um, and looking at the site specifically, uh, and for people that are somewhat familiar with, with the area, um, but there is significant infrastructure issues that have to be dealt with uh, from third parties. And, and I believe Councilor Newstater has been starting to work on that, okay. uh, specifically with uh, TELUS and Hydro, uh, that have main lines that run down directly down the alley. And we need to be able to start those conversations and have them be a part of that. And for any uh, crown corporation, as, a, as an example, it's not just going to happen sure. overnight. That's mm -hmm. a that's a year and a half to two year process in itself. So we're still talking uh, fourth and fourth and Seymour. Seymour, Correct. Saint Paul. Yeah. Right. Okay. For good. Sure. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And to go back to your original question, you know that 2015 design, full disclosure, and I've talked about this before. I voted against that. Mm -hmm. I did not think that was the right design. I thought we could do better. I thought we could do more. I thought it was missing critical pieces. I, I didn't. 
realize that it would take us until 2023 to bring it back forward yeah. and be able to implement something, but it wasn't enough. Well, we want the best for Kamloops. Yeah, I'm tired of seeing it happen everywhere else. We deserve better. The 15 design that was a uh, proposal that was defeated had yeah. uh, a 300 plus parkade and component. The, 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 the 20 design didn't have a parkade component. Are we even at that point where we know where this one's going to have parking or not? That, I mean, that's something that, that's something part of the, that the committee's been uh, tasking out mm -hmm. uh, to staff to look at. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically, as you know, when we look at uh, facilities that are in direct uh, area of where the performing arts center potentially could go, that the parking is not being used. Uh, so, are there areas that we can rent the parking back mm -hmm. rather than having to build and put capital for costs evening, in evening for evening events? Okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so, rather than a 24-hour parking permit, mm -hmm. you get a half a day. It, right. it ends at five, and then the events come in. Things like that and but the timing is fantastic because we just saw our major parking study and just looked mm -hmm. at it no we have underutilized parking in the city part of that is signage people don't know that it's there also it's um, the timing of events and how that works but parking exists and there will also be parking as an accommodation piece with the facility as well okay. all these things we want everybody would like to have this aquatic center ice complex indoor soccer dome how many can we have? How do we figure out if we can have them and where do they go? <laughs> you know, yeah. like these are the questions that pop into my mind. Yeah, and I'd say that's exactly what we're doing. And I don't think it's things we want to have. I think it's things we need to have. A city of our size, a city of our population, it's a generational city. These aren't wants, these are needs. And that is exactly what Build Kamloops is doing, exploring those things. So right now we are looking at land identification. Where can these things go? Where can we utilize facilities that we already have? Are any of them convertible? Where can we fold projects into each other? Can we meet housing needs as we build these things? All of those questions are exactly what's coming together in Build Kamloops. And again, from the bottom up. Um, but, you know, looking at it strategically, finding where partnerships may exist, finding what would be appealing when we look at grants and, and funding. So that's exactly what the project is. And, and really, the, this isn't uh, just a one-off thing. This is a, a very large scale vision um, as that word's being used. It's not just one project and we spend a lot of time talking about the Performing Arts Centre right now. That's at the top of the list. Mm -hmm. But what we know as a municipality, um, like off the top of the head, do you guys know when the last time we built uh, new water or a new sheet of ice in Kamloops? 2000, uh, 2000, 2000 about uh, at the uh, Mac Island, right? With the, yeah, with the, with I, the I, 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 I always push back on that. Yeah. Uh, I go back to about 92, 92. 91, uh, when Riverside, Riverside Coliseum, Coliseum was built yeah. and uh, the Canada Games pool was built. Yeah. And why I push back on that is, yeah, we built one, but we have had no net addition of ice due to the icebox on Tacoma's Sweat McLean yeah. closing. Yeah, so yeah. it was really a swap. So over yeah. 30 years, we have not had one new sheet of ice built and we've had a population increase of 25,000. So we need to look at what this vision is over the next 10 years, what we need and how that will, how it'll play out and what sequence uh, that will be done. So the first, so this is a multi uh, faceted, multi-project vision for, for going forward. Mm -hmm. um, these things are gonna come up individually over the, as we go forward, that's the plan, not all at once. And the first one on, on the list is the PAC. And they want the, the, the PAC. There's, there's a lot of people who are opposed to the PAC, or we saw that in 15, it got defeated. Now, if you go online, I know there could be a, a lot of uh, small people being loud, but there's a lot of people who say, we can't afford it, we don't want this. 
how do you go forward? Do you go to referendum and, 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 and risk it dying right there, or do you just go to a counter-petition thing where you just approve it and wait for people to come forward? What's the, what's the plan or what's yeah. the idea? Well, I, I think for that, I think we've got to look at a couple things. One, uh, the plan is different for the Premier Arts Centre that was in 2015. Mm -hmm. uh, it lost by 3%. Mm -hmm. uh, we have grown substantially, about mm -hmm. 15,000 people since that time, mm -hmm. uh, that we truly believe that they also deserve a, um, a voice in this. But I just want to back up a little bit, and you said each project individually, we haven't identified that it will be a project by project. Yeah. No, that's, that's the question. Or, is, it, yeah. is it going to be like we that? We don't know. Okay. We, it could be one, it could be two, it could right. be four. Uh, some things will be based on the order in the recreational master plan, mm -hmm. while other things may be more opportunistic. But it will be decided at one time how many of those things we're going we're gonna to do. And, and the Correct. Yeah, and but that may be one or two facilities or yes. three or yeah. we, and we don't know. And depends on land identification and all of those other pieces as well. The pack, of course, is the furthest along already. We have land identified. Yeah. We have a significant investment already. And the sports community is also behind the pack being that first development. They recognize this is a major gaping hole that exists in our community. There's no reason a population our size shouldn't be able to support it. Yeah, because the mayor was kind of had many ideas on our show last week, if you saw it, but he was throwing around uh, <coughs> acreage to Kemlup's uh, tournament capital ranch and one big monster facility idea. Yeah, and, and certainly, I mean, we, we've invited and asked the mayor uh, to sit on the Bill Kemlup's committee itself um, and the working groups, which he declined. We, we asked them throughout the meetings, which that's certainly his prerogative. Uh, but, you know, I, I saw the show last week, and, and for any elected official to suggest they don't know how the Performing Arts Centre is at the top is a little disingenuous in the sense that we had uh, unanimously passed our strategic plan. Uh, it's at the top of one of the five pillars is building recreational cultural and arts facilities and and so again this is a, a part of it um, and and we invite him and all of council is involved in this mm -hmm. um, and uh, and again it was a unanimous decision uh, to to put in that strategic plan so when might t t for people out there watching or who other uh, want no want more information when might we actually get to the point where we we go to referendum or council approves it and we start working on this thing uh, is there like a timeline? Yeah, I mean, well, I, I feel like if we put out a timeline that we may be held to that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but nonetheless, I think... Uh, you mentioned there's, we, a, there's an election in a few yeah, months so, from now. So that's right? what we have to be aware of, is yeah. that we, we know we have a provincial election coming up. We don't want it to be muddled in with with provincial issues mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. trying to fight for messaging yeah. and, and getting people out. Uh, so whether that's something that comes through this summer or something after, uh, right. about this time next year, uh, we don't know. And we haven't decided on that. Certainly a committee decision, but Council yeah. of State, I'll, I'll, I'll No, and I'll just say again, okay. like this is a totally transparent process for us. There are no secret plans in the background. You're watching it unfold. We're doing this together as a community. We're doing this together as a council, as a Bill Kamloops committee. So everyone's along on the journey with us and there is no, you know, magic number, well, magic will, will there be a referendum or, or a counterpetition? That depends on how the numbers play out, right? Because that can be determined by the dollar and the right. threshold. So uh, again, um, the community will know when we know. That's part of the process of figuring it out. If, if you were going to do it yourself and you had carte blanche and you could make all the decisions, how how, how would you roll these, roll, how would you like to see it all rolled out? Uh, personally or as a counselor? <laughs> personally. Uh, personally, well, I mean, it's, it's different when you're a counselor. You have to work through trade agreements. Yeah. 
right? Uh, personally, if you were to just build it, you can build it, and mm -hmm. we don't we don't operate that way, and we need to have support of the public. Um, but as a councillor, I think we look at the way that recreational master plan and how they're prioritized. Uh, and as we've spoken here today, uh, I mean, I would like to see our city-owned assets, uh, preferably on uh, city land, but certainly exploring all areas. Uh, but we also can't be blind to the fact that our direct surrounding electoral areas um, use our facilities and are not contributing to you the You made this point many times. Cost. It's a good point you're making, too. And so when I look at the areas um, of Sun Rivers, mm -hmm. uh, Tobiano, as an example, the Nutsford area, uh, they're not contributing to the capital costs. And, and so certainly that's something that we need to explore. It's been done in other communities. Uh, most recently uh, in Vernon, there was a referendum done on their municipal, municipal ballot in 18. Um, the electoral areas said, you know what, we don't want to be a part of it this time. They previously had been and it passed. Uh, and their user fees were twice, twice the amount of the people of Vernon. The electoral area directors have now come forward and said, we actually want to be a part of the yeah. capital mm -hmm. cost because it's cheaper for us to do it that way yeah. than for well, residents. Well, Lang Langley did the same thing when I lived in Abbotsford. Langley had a nice wave pool and better recreation and people on the border from Abbotsford mm -hmm. go in there, but they paid more because they even lived there and made sense to us because yeah. they, they didn't finance it. It's a log logical approach and mm -hmm. that all goes back to, you know, that question that you asked about what order would you do it in. It depends on what makes sense. We're going to make the most fiscally responsible decisions as we go, the ones with the greatest partnership opportunity, the lands that become available and fit the facility, it will all play out as it goes. Nothing is predetermined as far as order. It, it has to work. What do you say to people who are facing uh, really uh, the largest tax hike this century again this year? Last year was the largest. This year is going to be even larger. And people who are like scrambling, I, I, I see people online needing bottles donated because they can't afford rent. I mean, it's, it, there's a lot of people hurting. A lot of people are are, are just stretched to the limit and, and their argument is what do you say to this argument we can't afford more taxes we can't afford this right now because we can't we can't afford right now we can't afford to pay more taxes explain how how this might you might convince them that this is a good thing to do and it won't break their bank yeah you know I don't think there's <laughs> ever been a budget year that I've been a part of or any referendum uh, going forward that people say we can't afford it now is not the right time mm -hmm. um, you know and, and certainly we have to balance that as a council but I, I can push back and and say I don't know of one recreational facility that has been built in Kamloops that has been a bad idea and has not contributed to yeah. the social fabric of our community Okay. Yeah. And they should remember, Riverside Coliseum was defeated once or twice before it got approved. Exactly. The Riverside Park is there because of referendum, mm -hmm. too. If that was defeated, that would be probably warehousing or something. MacArthur yeah. Island. MacArthur Island. So that's what people should remember online. Pretty I was debating someone online about <laughs> yeah. that. Well, and the other Many piece is also answer. the revenue side. Sometimes we forget to talk about the mm -hmm. revenue side at the municipal level. But the fact is, we are leaving dollars on the table every single day. Mm -hmm. Every day that we send concerts ever elsewhere, every day that we are not doing user pay, every day that people want to give their money for swimming lessons, we're leaving the revenue side on the table. So yes, in the short term, and I have all the compassion in the world, I work in the interest of people who find themselves in that position every single day. There's a reason we are challenging the budget, bringing it back, seeing if we can drive down that bottom line. We can and we will. Finding cost savings and efficiencies, and yet we have to think about the future of Kamloops. Do I wish that some of these projects have been started? 25 years ago, I do. Mm -hmm. And 25 years from now, I don't want people to say, we watched Kamloops die um, under the watch of this council who told us, the people elected us, all nine of us said, mm -hmm. we believe we need to build. We believe that we need a performing arts centre. We believe kids should not be bused out of Kamloops to smaller communities for ice time. Mm -hmm. All of these things. We have to build for the future. We will do it as cost effectively as possible, but we have to start now. Does the retirement of the TCC debt, I think it's coming up, or yeah. does, does that impact 
impact uh, positively. Can you explain that? 100%, and that's what the uh, finance working group's looking at, but mm -hmm. really, we look at, at the ebbs and flows of our debt that we're mm -hmm. paying off, and it's gone up, and it's consistently been coming down mm -hmm. uh, to a very low level, mm -hmm. uh, to the point that we can now start taking on more debt with, mm -hmm. with very low tax increases. Mm -hmm. um, but again, that's depending on how much we're going to, uh, or what facilities we may do on a first referendum. Um, but I just want to go back a little bit. Uh, you were talking about the, the money that's being asked, the, the seven million at the next council mm -hmm. meeting, yeah. um, and the integrated project delivery team. And people don't really know what that is, other than it sounds like a pretty fancy, fancy name. And you hate those <laughs> fancy names. I just want to paint a picture that, 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 that most people in Camels will know. Good. The uh, renovation of the Canada Games Pool, mm -hmm. that was done through the IPD team. That came in under budget and ahead of schedule mm -hmm. because the work was done up front. It ends up costing a little more on the front end, but it saves money on the back end and it has that consistency and predictability that our taxpayers want and frankly demand financially and timeline timeline when things are done um, and so that's a big part of, of getting that uh, that across the line on Tuesday and we've also mandated that 10% is going to be fundraising a minimum of 10% will be mm -hmm. fundraised as well so you know there's investment and there's skin in the game from a lot of people and the Fawcett family still has 10 million pledged to it right they they have their building that they've donated yeah, yeah. Uh, for the, the plans yeah. that they put forward yeah. and then okay. the land and the right and the, uh, all together it adds yeah. up to yeah. a yeah. pretty Close good investment. One one last thing, I sorry, I just oh, wanted no, just so people like when they see these big numbers um, in in fifteen it was a seventy million dollar proposal, but the referendum was to ask for permission to borrow up to forty five million. In two thousand twenty it was a ninety million dollar proposal, but the referendum was asking for a, a permission to borrow up to forty nine million. So people should so when this one is is you know the ballpark is one twenty, you're not necessarily asking people to it's 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 gonna be less than that that you're asking to go to the taxpayers for, correct? A hundred percent, and that's why we want to get these drawings up to construction level drawings so we can get more grant money. Um, and I mean, if we look at 15, show me a house price in 2015 unless compared to today. Yeah. Right, I, I mean, that's just the way things have gone with inflation. And, and the longer we wait, I can tell you, the higher it's gonna get. Mm -hmm. It already has, since yeah. Yeah. in eight years, it's like almost doubled. In, in one year, you can see a <coughs> yeah. significant increase. Yeah. It's yeah. not gonna get cheaper no, than yeah. it is today. To go back to your question about debt and borrowing, um, I encourage you to go back to the last build council's committee meeting too, ask that same question of Dave Hallen, and he had a fantastic answer. So, yeah, a friend um, of the show. That's awesome yeah, well, maybe not, because you keep screwing his name up. <laughs> so you, okay. yeah. so, so Hallen's a good guy. <laughs> Speaking Whoever of he is. <laughs> you, you have a question, you must. We're actually forming a uh, committee, Dave and, and I, and, oh, yeah. and uh, Canadian Home Builders Association, and, and we're going to try to challenge some of those uh, procurement services that they're uh, that we're finding challenging to uh, navigate through. That but I had a question for you guys. So uh, in December, you know, obviously we have an audiovisual company. Uh, mm -hmm. In December, I traveled to Edmonton to do a big uh, show uh, there, and they had taken uh, greenhouses and made them into an amazing facility. Yeah. Now, I think these greenhouses still worked. They, they still had the water lines and everything mm -hmm. all in them. They were glass. They, it was just a cement floor. And when we rolled up, they were doing a huge trade show. And in the greenhouse next door to it, we did a big um, big party. We live in an extreme environment. Over the wintertime, we, have, we don't go outside to do events. Uh, so we really rely on our events. And back to uh, what you'd mentioned, Mike, is that we, we've actually had a decrease in event space when we lost the KXA grounds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was two huge events that we were working in almost every weekend. When that shut down, there was nothing that came in to replace it. And here we are now, how many years down the road yeah. with, with way less? I would love to see something simple 
doesn't have to be expensive, simple, just a, a brick building, roof with power and, and lights and heat that we could go and, and do some of these uh, box events that we do uh, so we can bring in those world-class conventions that I'm doing in other communities mm -hmm. uh, that, that should be here in Kamloops. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think if we go back to our very first uh, Build Kamloops committee when we were starting to give direction, uh, one of the things that we said was that the concept working group, uh, when they look at these facilities, we don't, we want them to explore all opportunities and not just a standalone facility. Mm -hmm. Gone are the days are just a one-off. Hey, let's build a curling center. Yeah. That's not what else can be a part mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. If there's an opportunity to build housing, is there an opportunity for convention space? Uh, you know, those types of things are going to be looked at for all of the facilities that'll be put forward multi-purpose multi-purpose yeah. there's no single use buildings really yeah. anymore mm -hmm. well and chris you know going back to you saying you know there are a lot of people who are against the performing mm -hmm. arts center there there are a lot of people who are for it and they're not always out on facebook dropping comments no, or that's building true. up well, it's you like know, a public hearing voice, right people come out they don't yeah, come out when it, they're exactly in favor but of the people who are in favor of it <clears throat> are asking the same thing that mike is saying which is if there why not here mm -hmm. why can't Kamloops have these have these things why do we deny ourselves these things Imagine the loss we'd have if the Sandman Center had never been built, if we couldn't have a WHL team, if we didn't have these events here, if we didn't have that title of Tournament Capital Center. We will not hang on to it if we don't start building right now. And it is one of our primary revenue incomes. It supports tourism, all of these other pieces. It has to happen now. If this goes to a referendum and fails, I'm done. I'm leaving. <laughs> Which is Honestly. so funny. I saw a comment yesterday on Facebook where somebody said, if they build the pack, I'm leaving Kamloops. So I guess either way, somebody's so leaving. I won't actually leave the capital. I love the capital, but I just, it was, I don't understand why we don't like uh, taking a little risk every once in a while and, and doing what we need to do. We'll mark you down in the yes column. <laughs> well, you know, once yeah. all the well, I want to see, I want to see the numbers of it too. Then they'll, they'll, they'll vote for <laughs> Oh no, yeah. now we're talking potholes. Yeah. Well, actually, squash facility, okay? Racquetball, that's what we Squash need. Squash and racquetball, yeah. <coughs> absolutely. Put music, music, music. <laughs> music, music. <laughs> okay, anything else you want to talk about? No, I think this is fantastic, and really, I think uh, the conversation around the, the money for the Promart Center that came up at the last committee meeting, mm -hmm. that's the start of a significant amount of information that will start coming out between now and summer. Uh, the working groups are really active in getting things up and public, and, and we're looking forward to bringing that yeah. to everyone when we get it. And when we talk dollars and cents, don't forget that the province gave us a significant grant for infrastructure. We set aside a million dollars to get Build Cameras going. There's five million dollars still sitting in addition to to do the two other projects that are kind of companion pieces to build Kamloops, but we already have dollars identified. There are people coming to the table, the fundraising is going to be great, and I hope people do amplify their voices in support because and a lot of people believe it's time to build Kamloops. And we could have an extra five if we got rid of that stupid overpass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's another show well, for another day. Well, I we can talk about that if you want, but we're probably church, out of time. Church for the gondola. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Mitch goes first. Yeah. Okay. What do you think about gondolas? Great idea. Yeah, you got to have the numbers to support them, right? We're seeing one that, that's coming uh, for SFU, I SFU. believe, right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have the volume of people yeah. to do it, and hopefully, if Build Camels goes through, we'll have the people come to the community, <laughs> yeah. and we can support those. Operations, the operational costs would be minimal compared to. <laughs> okay, we'll leave it there. <laughs> Thank you very much. You did good. You did. You did really well. And no, brain so so sleep. no brain fog. Sorry, you're Chris. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My darling, a little tighter, please. A little tighter. A little closer, please. Thank you. Gorge Appliance Mattress <laughs> Center, okay? For two years, for two years, they've supported the KLW. And now, 
Yours truly, co-host Marty Hastings, I support Gourds, the best cookies in town. They service what they sell. The only, the only one, appliance and mattress center on the North Shore. Tronquillo Road, Steve Rogers, Gord Stevens, Reese Wilson, KLW and Gourds, we're in cahoots. A king-size Sealy. We're going to talk some sports now. Mm -hmm. Logan Stankoven, you love numbers. Yep. 50 and 39. Oh. Do you want to start again? No. No, I just, I, I just, we were just talking sports, so I had to get <laughs> You just, you were done with it. <laughs> 50 and 39. 50, that's cool. You, you mentioned he has 50 points in 39 games, which is, of course, a very famous dual number. That's when Wayne Gretzky broke the record. He scored 50 goals in 39 games, uh, beating the previous 50 and 50 by Rocket Richard. So yeah. that's kind of cool. I, I, do, I do recall that. Yeah. This is different. This is 50 points in 39 Still games. Still pretty good. For a first-year player playing in the second-best professional league in the world, that's fantastic. American Hockey League, Texas Stars, owned by? Galari. Tom Galari. They play in uh, Austin, don't they? Year, oh boy. Allen, Texas? Austin, Cedars, Fort Cedar. Yeah. I think it's near Cedar, Austin. Cedar Park? We should look it up. Cedar yeah. Park? Okay, yeah. we'll look it up. Anyway, he's made the all-star team mm -hmm. first year. Uh, Central Division all-star team. It's in San Jose, Sunday and Monday. His the parents are going game. down there That's to right. watch in the all-star class. They do like a three-on-three -three tournament with their divisions and yeah. skills competition and stuff. Number two points leader in the league is his, his teammate. teammate. That's right. Maverick Bork. Mm -hmm. No relation to uh, Ray. Ray. And, no. no, no relation to Ray. Maybe Renee Bork's relative. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know how he does it though. So this every single level he goes to, he excels. He's he's five foot eight, 170 pounds, dynamo, mm -hmm. wonderkind. He's doing it again. You'd think he's going to get called up soon to the National Hockey League, but he's not yet because most of all, uh, the Dallas Stars, the Big club, everyone's healthy, and, and they're playing. And they're well. good. They're very good. So, so if they if they weren't as good, he'd probably be called up. But they they don't you don't mess with what's happening, right? They're one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. Yep. So I caught up with him two days ago, and we can watch a bit of that clip right now. Ever since I've known you, you've been driven by doubters. I don't know if it's been anything new this year. Has there been anything that's kind of stuck in your craw that you that that kind of has pushed you to you know <laughs> do what you've been doing? Um, no, not really. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously I'm trying to prove myself being a smaller guy. So, um, I, I think that's just a, a constant, uh, thing for me as I go along in my career. But, um, yeah, I think I'm just trying to give myself the best opportunity to, to live out my dream and, and to play in the NHL some days. So, um, yeah, it'd be nice to, to be in the NHL right now, but at the same time, you know, it's not a rush and I want to be fully prepared when I when I do get the call and, um, yeah, hopefully just uh, keep on working at my game down here. What about the draft? I mean, every team in the league passed on you. Is there any part of you that likes to, <laughs> you know, that does that drive you at all? Like, hey, have a look, guys. Maybe you made a mistake. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that uh, that sticks in the back of my mind, obviously. Um, I mean, that was a few years ago now, but, uh, yeah, I think just, uh, you know, proving to teams that, Hey, um, you know, I, I could have, you know, maybe been a first rounder, obviously that was my goal, you know, going into the draft and, uh, it didn't happen. So, uh, yeah, I was uh, pretty, uh, disappointed about that, but, um, yeah, I think it's just about proving to everybody that, Hey, I'm a smaller guy, but I can play the game and not back down. All I have to do is Google your name to see people calling for that call up. You know, like when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Um, is it is it frustrating to you to to not get that call, or 
what, what's it like to, to be where you are leading the league in points and, and to, to not have gotten that call yet? Um, I, I think it, uh, I think it just drives me more to, to try and be the best player I can be. And, um, like I said before, you know, you can only do as much as you can and the rest is kind of out of your control. So, um, obviously Dallas has had a really healthy lineup this year and they're winning lots of games. So why change, you know, anything up there if, if things, things are working for them and they're having a great season. So, um, you know, I think it's just about, uh, taking it day by day and, um, yeah, just, uh, kind of staying grounded because, uh, you know, the days go by quick, so you want to get the most out of each day at the rink and, and in the gym. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think the man games lost to injury. Like the Dallas Stars have been extremely healthy, and you obviously never want to you and you never want to root for anyone to get hurt, but that's part, partially probably why you haven't got a call-up. So what's that, um, I guess, uh, <laughs> that contrast like about wanting to get to the league but not wanting guys to get hurt? Yeah, I think it just goes back to uh, like what you said. You know, obviously, if an injury does happen, um, you want to be that next guy to, to get called up. But um, you know, they're having a really successful season, and that's what you want as an organization is to to you know to do really well. And your end goal is to play for a Stanley Cup final. So, um, you know, I mean, it'd be great for me to be a part of it, but at the same time, I'm still young, and um, you know. It's not really a rush right now at this moment. I'm still 20, so uh, lots of hockey left uh, still. Any thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, what it gets me, when was he drafted? He was drafted in the second round, yeah. early in the second round. Uh, what year was that? 2022. Who did the Canucks take in that In that, Do you remember? Yeah, I do. It was the... Um, in the first round. It was the Russian guy. Oh, my goodness. Was it, wasn't... It was a forward, though, right? Yeah. Oh, this is going to bother me. I was just thinking, it'd be, wouldn't it be cool if they would have taken a flyer on him and said, we're going to draft... Well, even at the, the time, home you can team. look back, and I tweeted on that day. I tweeted on that day that they're going to regret that pick. Yeah. Why would you pass up on the opportunity? The hometown kid. Even if it doesn't work out, yeah. you've got a BC boy in your own backyard, mm -hmm. and you pass up, pass on him. It's like the Grizzlies in the 90s. They passed up on Stevie Nash, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, for Brian Reeves. Yeah, the and, country. And... Uh, it spelled the end of their. If they would have drafted Nash, that could have changed the trajectory of the whole franchise. Would Same have been with totally Hooper. different. <laughs> totally different. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Stevie Nash was great. Two-time MVP from Canada. But um, go back to Stankoven, uh, and, uh, and what gets me is people who say, "Oh, he's not big enough to play in, in in the big leagues." Everywhere he's gone, he's proven that he's big enough to play. And if you think about it, I'm you, listening to you. No, I'm you listening good? to you. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm looking at the draft. <clears throat> Theron Fleury. Yeah. Stevie Sullivan. Martin St. Louis. All those players are of the same, if not smaller, stature than Logan Stankoven. What, you know, why, why are people well, so fixated on, on the size? Especially with the, the way the, the game is played now, as opposed to back in the, in the 70s when you had to be big because it was a bruising game. Well, I think there, because there's so many examples, like probably the 2021 draft, there's so many examples of small players who, who don't work out. You, you do have to be exceptional. exceptional. Well, and, he, and, and he might be the exception to that rule. Yeah. And he has proven it every level so far, hasn't he? He has. Yes. I'm just trying to find. I'm pissed off. I can't remember who they passed on. I can't remember either. But I know that uh, it was a first round pick, and I don't think the, the player. Yeah, Klimovich. Yeah, right. Klimovich. He is Russian, right? Yeah. Sounds Russian. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mike. I'm just clicking on him. Yeah. Sorry. No. This. I'll just edit all this out. Um, yeah. Didn't know. No, he's from Belarus. He's Belarus. Belarus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Where is he now? Klimovich? Yeah. Probably still in the AHL. I is it down in Abbey? Or is he back in New York still? I don't even know. So should I look that up too? Mm-hmm. We should know. I was watching the, uh, the football game. On oh, the we weekend. actually? Which one? I don't know. We were packing down the booth and all the PV guys were like, we had our big LED What time walls. was it? What time was it? It was on Sunday. Night uh, or? Uh, afternoon. No, it was Af- Sunday, like 6 o'clock. Okay, so you're watching the late game. You're watching yeah, the, the San Francisco. The one that had like 37 in one yeah, of the Yeah, San scores. Francisco and uh, Detroit. A good yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. And, we, and they said, can you get it on the big screen? And I was like, yes. Nice. <laughs> so I watched it while good. we were packing down our booth. Well, did, you, did your favorite team win? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was equally pleased as the winners and losers of that uh, <laughs> that, that game. The sports ball. Klimovich still in, he's in Abbotsford. He's in Abbey, eh? Yeah. Okay. Four points in fifteen games. Great. So what position is he? he he's a forward, isn't he? Is he right winger? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So they could have had they could have had the leading score, but instead they went for the Belarusian. So there you go. Speaking of rookies, which we were, Connor Zary. Ah, yeah, what a what a story that Not is. Not AHL? And you must know this, Mike. Yes. You yeah, must I'm, know Connor Zary. I'm, I'm pretty sure I know where you're going. Yeah. yeah. Where? Th- that ridiculous display. <laughs> is, it's been ridiculously good, this yeah. display he's put on this season in the National Hockey League mm-hmm. as yeah, a NHL. rookie. Yeah. That's the end. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. Calgary um, Flames. His first NHL goal, by the way, was on his very first shift against the Dallas Stars. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah. See, there you are. Yeah. And uh, he's now got a new dynamic teammate. Kuzmenko. Kuzmenko. Who got oh, traded you're talking there. about last night's trade. Big trade. Big you big do know news, about the big, big trades. Lindholm. Yeah. Um, Connor Zary, though, former Camelops Blazer, 2018-19 is when he really announced himself. I remember that run, the games against uh, PG at the end of the season, willed them into the playoffs along with Garand and Lowen and the rest of them, and then that big play-in game. Were you, were you at the play-in game versus Kelowna that night? Uh, yes, I was in the play-in game. They, 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 they trounced them, didn't they? Yeah, like six nothing they, or something. They uh, harpooned the Ogopogo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. We talked about that and many other things. Here's a little clip right now with Connor Zary. Are you still in the pinching yourself stage at all? I mean, is there any moments where you're just like, man, I'm living my dream here finally? Like I'm in the NHL, or can you not even think about that right now? Uh for me, it's it's kind of just been uh, it maybe a bit like that for the first couple of weeks, but now it's just kind of become hockey. I think um, once you get to that point where you realize you you can play and and you can be here, and and I think it just makes you you kind of want more, and it kind of makes you hungry. I think then you know what maybe it's the first time you have a bad game or something like that. It makes you uh, makes you want more and know you can do more and and know you can and put more out there. So I think for me, it's just kind of become um sort of my life and and wanting to kind of improve every day and and not be satisfied with just being here it's it's trying to be here to to be uh, the best player i can be what's it like to match up against connor mcdavid yeah it's it's, he's obviously an all-world talent and 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 a special player you see what he does out there day in day out and um yeah it's it's something you 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 can't really match up for you just got to try and try and contain and, and do whatever you can to make sure we've stayed our structure and and every line's going and and we do our best to to keep him out of the game and and i think that that goes for all those guys you got the the mckinnons the kucherovs and 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 all those guys who are top elite players that 
you can't really let into the game and or let him have a sniff. I you know you you, you last night you see you let give Matthews a couple couple inches and he has three goals. So um, it's uh, it's one of those things where you just got to try try and contain. And and for us, I think the more we can play in the offensive zone and, and pressure them to to defend us is, is, is what stops those guys from, from doing what they want to do. So I think that's uh, what we can do. Harken back first 2018, 19. That for me is when you really announced yourself 17 year old season, the end of that season, those games against PG yourself and Jermaine and Garand. And that was kind of like the rekindling of the love affair with the Blazers and this city too. And that, that play in game. What do you remember about that time of your career? Yeah, I think uh, our first year we we were, we were pretty up and down, and we weren't totally consistent. And and uh, I remember that we missed the playoffs and and everything like that. And I think it was it was kind of time to to turn that around. And and I think we started to to figure that out in the next year and and moving forward. And and obviously um, at the end of that second year, being able to play in those meaningful games and then that play in game was, was pretty crazy. That's something that doesn't happen very often where, where two teams are playing in a winner takes all one game to make it into the playoffs and, and it being Camus versus Kelowna is, <laughs> is another cherry on top. So, uh, I remember that game being, being pretty cool and, and pretty special and, and something that y'all remember forever just because it, it never really happens. But, um, yeah, I think that then, moving forward from that year i think those last two years my 18 and 19 year old year we obviously had exceptional teams with exceptional talent and and high-end goaltending and coaching and whatnot and and we were probably ready to make some damage in in the postseason if not be a team competing to win it all in those both those years so obviously it was pretty tough the the way that my junior career kind of went and ended like that with COVID and everything. And and that sucks. I never really got to play that out, especially with the teams we had in those last two years. But um, it's something that you, I'll cherish forever is being able to be part of the city of Kamloops and part of the Blazers. Did you watch that clip that I sent you? Zary. Zary, I saw it online. I saw it on social media. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. you didn't, again, see the emails I sent you last night? Or this morning to look at it again. No, no, I didn't. No, I saw you. You sent something out the I outline. I sent two things. I, saw I the sent Stankoven clip and I sent the Zary clip, but <laughs> didn't watch. Well, I just uh, mailed it in. I had the dog to walk this morning. Okay, any thoughts? Oh, just fantastic. I mean, it's good to see that. And it's out of out of, out of nowhere because no one would have predicted that he would be, you know, one of the best rookies in in, in the league this year. Um, he was he was a first round draft pick, but yeah. he, to do what he's doing is pretty. He's got yeah. ten goals, twenty three points in thirty nine yeah. games. And he, where, where was he playing his uh, in the NHL before he came up? Where was he? Where it was, was he in, it was Stockton and then Stockton, and then that's right. well, at first, but then it was the Calgary Wranglers, I think. <coughs> yeah, he, the Wranglers are. Um, yeah, that's their new AHL yeah. team. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's actually the old old name of the of the old WHL team, Calgary Wranglers. Before the Hitmen, they were called the Calgary oh. Wranglers. Doug Sauter coached them. Was it coach. Brett the Hitman Hart who who owned the Hitmen? Yeah. He was first? co-owner. Yeah. But he's not anymore. Right? I don't think so. He used to. He, the Flames own it now, but he was the co-owner when he started. That's why the name. The Hearts are in, in today's show. The Hearts, yeah, the Hart Foundation. Do you remember the Hart Foundation? Were you a wrestling guy? 
I was just thinking about Andre the Giant. Yes. And how much I liked him in The Princess Bride. Yes. Yeah, he was great in The it's Princess actually the, Bride. He, yeah. The anniversary of his passing was a That's few right. days ago. That's right. Oh, and, his, uh, and they were, they did a show from his. Uh, they showed his his estate. The only place he truly was happy was yeah. in uh, North Carolina. He had a big ranch in North Carolina. And that's the only place he could be himself, that little town near Asheville. He could drink an insane amount of beers. <coughs> <to store>. three, <laughs> three cases and he'd still be walking. Yeah, yeah that's kind of really like you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and red wine. All right, let's wrap the show. <clears throat> Do we have another slide? Or? No, let's have Mike's face. It's better. It's just a logo anyway. Okay, Who cares? No, 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 no Mike, stay with us. Here, is that better? Oh, look at that. Okay, now we're ready to wrap the show. Okay, now we can wrap the show. Nice. Mike, any thoughts on the show today? Yeah. I really like the show. I thought that Mike and Katie had some really, the counselors had some really good answers for us, and I'm excited about the future of what they're going to come up with. So, But it should involve some sort of inexpensive space for doing events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good idea for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You any final thoughts? No, I'd like to have the Bill Cam. I want I want to to to, to, to hear more about the Bill Camloops thing because this is a big big deal, and and the people who are opposed to it right off the bat or in favor of it should just cool their jets, look at the look at the details, listen to what they're saying, especially with the debt servicing, and how much it's going to cost them. It's not going to be a hell of a lot over over twenty years, and you get so much for it. I'm in favor of it, obviously, but people should just. You know, they're online and they're all yelling yes and no. And wait until you get the details. And as I understand it from talking to Mike and Katie, next week you're going to really start getting a lot of yeah. as we go forward. So I'll just be watching it like a like a resident. I'll be watching and... As you will be a resident, and you are. Yeah, just but, but not in the media. So yeah. I can I can I can take a dispassionate view and just look at it from. Uh, <laughs> you are you are one of you are one of these you, people that's you can online. Say what's on your mind yes on Twitter. No, no I'm just, you're telling everyone else to calm down. Yeah, people. just calm down. No, I was correcting some people online. <laughs> okay. You know, the one lady, she's like, ah, we voted this down so many times. No, actually, once. I'm, I'm just correcting people. Say if you're going to argue, use facts. That's all. Facts matter. I'm sure we can si uh, find some of your facts that are just your actual opinion. No, the facts like, on this thing. I, I corrected a lady who said that we've already voted this down uh, so many times. No, yeah. actually, it's one. Oh, I, we, we spent a hundred million. No, we haven't spent a hundred million. I, and facts matter. Oddly enough, in this age of like, no one, no one seems to care about facts in, on the social media sphere, which is why we should have a newspaper in this town because people mm -hmm. gravitate toward it. It's facts, 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 and it's dying out big time. New York Times, the Washington Post had a story yesterday, the extinction of the news. It's true. We're in the middle of it right now because people don't care about facts. They're living their silos. All they want to hear is uh, confirmation of their own biases. And if, if, if it doesn't, if it's not factual, they don't care because this is what they believe. Two plus two equals five. That's the reality of it. Isn't it interesting that facts and fax machines are like the same word? Facsimile? They're going the same spot. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 facts, yeah, they're facts, the dodo. Yeah, they're yeah. way the dodo. That's right. So, so basically, I, I'm looking forward to uh, next Tuesday. What, what, what February? What is that? Sixth? Uh, yeah, uh, council uh, meeting. Yeah, I don't know. And to, and to and to watch it or to follow up and if you find some news on it to, about what happened because uh, the Bill Campbell thing is a big deal and we should pay attention. All right. And, and it's not a bad idea to invest in something. Mm -hmm. In our business, we invest in something that, like, we just bought a huge LED video wall so we could do big, bigger events. It's like 10 feet by 50 feet wide. It's, it's the biggest. Yeah, yeah. The, the ROI, the return on investment is going to come, right? We don't know what it's going to be right now, 
but I'm pretty sure we're going to get some really cool gigs out of it. Yeah. And we'll be able to do things. Yeah. So you do that based on your, your thoughts that it's yeah. going to be great. Well, it's an old saying, and this is the, tr- the truth about the pack. It should have been built in 2015. We would have had a lot of shows in there. We would have paid the debt down like significantly by now mm-hmm. or some. There's an old saying. It says, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The <laughs> next right. best time is now. That's so right. the pack, yeah. we, should have, we should have been built eight years ago. The next best time is now, in my opinion. Probably a big announcement on the show next week. So stay tuned so, for that. Yeah, some big cool. Well, it's big news. Big news. Big news. Next week. Yeah. You're going to want to tune in. As for today, sponsors, <laughs> Volkswagen, <laughs> Gord's, McDonald's, Kamloops Blazers. No longer Macca Ranch. They had a hell of a run, though. Ten-episode monster contract in the books. We thank... I still got your stuff in the freezer. Yeah, I hope to get that someday. Yep. And our subscribers, growing, growing, 550 now. Facebook likes, going through the roof, followers, Instagram page, growing. So thank you to all the Last Week clique out there, all our loyal subscribers. Welcome back, Mike. Oh, congrats to your dad as well. I don't. Did you mention your dad off the top getting honored? No. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll do it really briefly right now. We got an email from our association we belong to, NAM, National Association of Music Merchants, and uh, they said, congratulations on 50 years. Yeah. W- would you like to come down and, and be part of this ceremony? So dad doesn't love that kind of stuff. I do. But uh, they honored him for 50 years because we started uh, our business, Lee's Music, originally, uh, well, at, at the house, but our first actual location was on 754 Dominion Street on a little garage that's still standing. That's where we started our repair business and audiovisual company. Well, back then it was just audio. And we've grown from there uh, 50 years. And that's... Uh, cool. and, and, and it was really nice. They, they did a really nice ceremony and marched us all out as a group onto the, a huge stage with a full room of people nice. and they all clap for my dad and awesome and my dad was wearing a river song jacket oh perfect. And, and he said what's this mike and he pointed to something at the back of the stage so we both turned around <laughs> and we both had a river song jacket <laughs> right on. and that's a picture it's on uh, on facebook with him uh turning around smoking, oh, I'll giggling. Put it up on the screen right yeah now. giggling about that so yeah that what an awesome thing of um this guy i was there when he got his silver quill at the Ma Murray mm. Newspaper Awards for 25 years. Yeah, for 25 years. Silver that's right. Quill. It's a commitment. You know, 25 years, 50 years, that, that's a long time, especially in today's age, to be in one, one industry, one, one place kind of and thing. And then, a few years later, the business took that silver quill and stabbed him in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, okay, yes, let's end right. it there. For Christopher Folds, for Magic Mike, for Bill and Marty, we'll see you last week.